Indeed, amen, my friends. Please be seated. We share in the word of the Lord this morning and, and, and uh, spend a moment this, this, this day as his spirit works in us, building us on that solid rock, the foundation that is our faith in, upon, Jesus our Lord and Savior. You've been eyewitnesses of many events in life, and you've had a chance to convey those events to others, right? When someone that you're conveying a life event to doesn't know anything about it, you go to great lengths to describe for them what it was like to be there, right? What you, what you felt and, and, and smelled and, and what was going on and people that you're interacting with, right? If I were to tell you about one of the, the, the greatest impactful events of my life that took place in 1972 in the Philippines, when we were living there as a missionary family and there was this typhoon that swept through the Philippines, what I would do to describe it to you is, is, is try to put you there, right? To give you visual sights in your own mind's eye of what it was like to be flying about 800 feet over the Lingayen Gulf back home to our city, our, our home in Baguio City, and immediately hitting an air pocket and dropping 600 feet. What that was like to think that the airplane might have gone right into the water, which it, it could have. To, to bring you into that, that fear, that nervousness of what was going on. And, and then over the intercom to hear Dad and, and the pilot talking about that experience. And, and the pilot saying, yeah, that doesn't happen very often. And you live to tell about it. <laughs> well, as a young kid, that was kind of fun. Let's do that again. If, you know, we survived one time, we'll survive again. Finally landing and, and having to take a, a back road up to our hometown. And in this typhoon, there was terrible flooding in the lowlands. And in our mountain home, the town we lived in there, we stood at the edge of a road where that road and all the homes had been washed down the hillside in a great landslide. And many people died. And that solemn place standing there on that road and, and seeing the destruction and thinking about families who were killed in that landslide, to take you there is a stirring and emotional moment of life. When you're eyewitnesses of these kinds of things, you, you use them to des you describe them to people so that they might come along with you in the journey, don't you? Because you want them to share in, in what you experience. For Jesus today in the, the gospel reading in Matthew chapter 5 and, and 7, that's what he does. He gives to us an eyewitness account of greater things for us in our humanity as it pertains to the kingdom. Let's go there and hear this from our Lord. Now, we pick it up in verse 1. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and he sat down. And his disciples came to him and he began to teach them. And he would say then these things that we come to know in our English vernacular as the Beatitudes. The Greek word there, markarios, means blessed. This is a blessed place to be. And, and, and that word beatitude would eventually come out of the, the Latin Bible around the 1500s to describe for us what Jesus is saying here. And what Jesus is giving to us is his eyewitness account of what it means to have a place in the kingdom, the kingdom of God, in which we know the blessings of the kingdom. The struggle with these beatitudes for us is that they don't seem to be really a place of blessing that we want to be at, that I want to embrace in my life. 
So what is Jesus saying here? What Jesus says is summarized for us uh, by what the people heard at those last section of of chapter 7 that we heard just a moment ago. That when Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority, like an eyewitness. I've been there, and I want to tell you what it's like to be a part of the kingdom. And these things that I'm describing to you as part of the kingdom, they're worth it. Because I want you to be where I am in eternity. So let me tell you about him. And he didn't teach as one of the teachers of the law that were simply conveying earthly truths or opinions or, or, or guesses even. But Jesus spoke as an eyewitness of the kingdom. Isn't that what Epiphany is about? The season that we're in right now, this season called Epiphany. It's, it's the kingdom of God being given to us from the eyewitness account of him who came to us as this babe of Bethlehem. Who now, in his ministry, is about 30 or some years old, and he's relaying to us, this is why I've come to earth. This is why I'm here as God's son. This is why me, the light of the world, comes into the darkness of a broken, sinful existence to give you the eyewitness account of the kingdom. Jesus is speaking of that which he knows firsthand as the son of God, proclaiming the kingdom of God as we we discussed and heard last week, not just the kingdom, it's, it's more, it's, uh, more in, intimate than that. It's the reign of God. One who is active and ruling and reigning in, uh, over a kingdom that is active and interactive in, in our lives. This, this kingdom of God. Now Jesus had just finished giving to us a summary of what, what it's like to hear these words and put them into practice. Right? This account that he just lays forth of, here's what it's like if you hear these words and build on this foundation of my kingdom. It's like building on the rock. When the waters rise, uh, rain comes and the waters rise, the wind blows and beats against your house, you're built on the rock, this firsthand eyewitness truth of my kingdom, you're going to stand. But if you're unwise... And you build your house on the sand, your, your faith, your life, that which defines you in the truth of your existence is built on sand. And when the rain comes, when the waters rise, <clears throat> and the wind beats against your house, guess what's going to happen? How often do you hear when you're talking with fellow Christians? I, I hear this all the time, and I, and I love it. Boy, I just don't know what people who don't have faith, would do when storms come. And they come. The storms are there. In fact, oftentimes with that conversation, the next shoe to drop is, I wonder when the next storm is going to come. Right now it's kind of peaceful. But, well, we wonder, don't we? As people of faith who are built on the rock of Jesus Christ, the firm foundation of his kingdom, when storms come, I wonder, What do people do who don't have faith and are built on that solid foundation? What do they do in the midst of life's storms? And my response in my own heart, oftentimes to you verbally, is, well, thanks be to God that we are. That he's called us by his grace through faith into his kingdom. And 
firmly planted our lives on the rock. Uh, But here's the rub. Even though I'm built on the rock, I still like to put a foot on the sand at times. My stubbornness, my sinful revolting against the Lord, his will, his purposes, his law, the choices that I at times make puts me on the sand. And that's my own doing, isn't it? It's not the Lord. He's, he's called me into his kingdom and the son he loves on the rock. But me, now, as we talk about simul justus et peccator, <laughs> I'm 100% child of God built on the foundation of Jesus, and yet I'm 100% sinful human being that likes to build on the sand in aspects of my life too. Sound familiar? Yes, it does. What are we to do with this? Jesus would say to us, as an eyewitness of the kingdom, look, this is what I'm going to do. I will build you on the blessings of the kingdom. These beatitudes. These are blessings of my kingdom that I will build you upon so that you might know that first, uh, know that foundation firsthand, so that you might be a witness of these things. The Lord God, he chose the foolish things of the world like those beatitudes that we hear, what does it mean to hunger and thirst for right? That seems foolishness to me. Not to the Lord. Not to his kingdom. Not as an eyewitness. Now for you and me, this is what he tells us. The foolish things of the world, he builds on those to shame the wise. The Lord God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. The Lord God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things. Meekness, gentleness, patience kindness, that fruit of the spirit that is a part of us, the things that are not, to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. Okay, Lord, this is what you want to build me on? It doesn't always make sense, and I can't, I can't understand it all the time fully, but I'm going to trust you because I know you have my best for me. This firm foundation that you've placed me upon, I know will never go away. That's, that's faith that trusts. That's a faith that trusts in Jesus, that knows that when storms come, and we've weathered storms in our lives, that our house will stand. It might be a little battered and bruised, but will stand, Lord, because you're true. Because you've given to me an eyewitness account of your kingdom. I'm building You, Jesus would say, as a believer who lives in this enviable, this fortunate position, so that as to receive from the Lord God his provisions and favor. Do you know that? That as I'm building you on these eyewitness accounts of the kingdom, this is an enviable place for you to be, because these are the riches of the kingdom. For you, and in you. And this is the way that I'll show to you that I am going to provide in all of life and all of its situations unto life everlasting, I'll do that. It is because of Jesus, because of him, that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us the wisdom from the Lord God Almighty, that is, Jesus, our righteousness, our holiness, and our redemption. So with that foundation built, I'm forgiven. You are forgiven. We 
are cleansed of all that would want us to take that foot and go over to the sand once in a while. Forgiven of that and empowered not to do that anymore. Empowered by the Holy Spirit to stand firm on this rock, on this Savior, on the Lord of our lives who is Jesus. Makarios is the defining of my existence in fullness and in completeness in the kingdom. Lord, this is what I want. This is what you've called me to desire. This is what I long for. These blessings of your kingdom that make no sense to the world. But from you, it's an eyewitness account of the kingdom to which I belong. So our houses, our lives, our faith, our existence, built on the firm foundation of Jesus Christ, brings to light a couple of truths for us as it's lived out now in these blessings of the kingdom. Here's one of them. To be blessed, my life is lived in an enviable, fortunate position as receiving from the Lord God his favor. This is where I live. I know this, and I move forward now in these truths, that I'm blessed. I know the Lord God's favor because the new life he's given me, which forgives and empowers me out of my ignorance or laziness or selfishness, in parentheses, Sand, (laughs) to live boldly now in his truth. And sometimes this means I need to intentionally welcome storms. Think about that for a moment. Faith doesn't shy away from storms. Faith, in fact, endures these storms. And sometimes faith even says, bring it on. Here's a couple of examples for you. We have with us today a guest from Comfort Care Women's Health. The voice of life, the voice of support amidst unplanned pregnancies in our communities is Comfort Care Women's Health. We partner with them. We stand for that message of life, particularly as it pertains in their message of the unborn. And that's welcoming the storm of political correctness of a sinful human world who rejects that that baby in a mother's womb has a right to live. Bring it on. We stand on the firm foundation of the life of Jesus Christ and the truth of his kingdom. I'll weather that storm. We will together. Did you know this? Here's another example. Did you know that this last week our own church body called a boycott against Disney. I don't like to get political very often, but you know why? Because in Disney's Christmas candlelight, whatever they did over the holidays, they only referred to Jesus as human, not as divine. In fact, they rejected that, that he is divine, that he would be God's son, that he has anything more to do than just a human existence. Bring it on. I'm going to stand on the truth that Jesus, as the Son of God, divine and human, in the mystery of how God would work that out in our lives, is the truth. And you want to rage against me in that storm? Come on. Because I'm built on that foundation. What about you? What about us? What about that truth? I'm blessed, also, to know the Lord God's favor, so that when the rain comes and the water rises and the wind blows and my house is beaten, that is, when my spirit is cast down and I'm mourning and I'm persecuted and I am 
whatever, because of these storms. I will stand because of faith in Jesus, and the reign of God will be known in me for his purpose and his glory. After all, friends, isn't that why he builds us on that firm foundation and gives to us the blessings of his kingdom so that ultimately, in your life and in my life, that one who saves us is glorified. He's given the honor, and the, that which is due to him, the worship of his people. And his purpose is made known in us. That when those storms come, this is my purpose. To believe, to stand in Jesus as I'm built upon him, that he might be known even through me. Us, as God's people. Now, what do we do with that as eyewitnesses of the kingdom of our God, right? How will you convey these truths in a way that would bring somebody in as they hear about the Lord working in your heart and in your life built on these truths of Jesus who lives in you, his kingdom? Well, let's pray. Indeed, Heavenly Father, you've given us the opportunity to bear witness. We are eyewitnesses of the truth that marks our existence in your kingdom, built on that foundation of Jesus Christ, blessed by these marks, these beatitudes of your kingdom in our lives. Father, empower and strengthen us as your people to be those witnesses, to bear that eyewitness joy of who we are in your kingdom as your people. Give us the words to speak, the opportunities, the moments. Lord, fill us with your spirit at that right time that you would be given the glory the purpose of your kingdom living in us. In Jesus' name, we praise you and we give you thanks for loving us and placing us as blessed in your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, friends. May the peace of God that passes our understanding keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord, the Savior, your foundation, the truth of your lives as an eyewitness of his kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen.